0: OutdoorEdge.com HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, huntstand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps visit huntstand.com or download wherever you download your apps enter discount code sn20 at checkout for 20 percent off
1: and hey, what's up everybody welcome back to the o2 podcast tonight joined with Paul and our good buddy Brad Luttrell down there at Go Wild. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you today?
2: Yeah. I'm doing good, Mons. you look—we good, we get special. We got We got
1: royalty in the house today. Big time. Big time. Bro. So, um, well, we're just talking, Brad. We're going to go through our uh, normal kind of get go get together here to start man Paul this is two weeks in a row I can't talk and I'm not I have zero beers okay so this is a problem yeah,
2: last week he just he just had to punt
1: Brad and I, I took gonna, over I put him I put him in the corner yeah really I put in him in, yeah, yeah. I'm getting, getting excited so i am um, gonna put
2: you in the corner with the shame hat if you mess up again so
1: <laughs> right so real quick let's go for for some news around the state now, you guys know that I like to talk about plants and different things like that. So, uh, I did get an email. This is kind of an interesting one. We've got uh, a new, what is it, Ohio Revised Code or Administrative Code that is outlawing the sale of the calorie pair in 2023. So, as of two days ago, January 7th, we have no more calorie pears being sold in the state of Ohio. Uh, this is good. Now, if, if you know, calorie pears are pretty invasive. You drive through around 270 or different parts of the state in that spring period. You got the white flowering kind of mid-range tree there that uh, smells like cat piss. That's uh, a problem, and it's taken over some of our native ecosystems. So it's good to see that they have outlawed that. Personally, I have uh, a little bit of a concern. It might be too late at this point because those trees are so prolific. Uh, but you got to start somewhere. So that was an interesting news note from around the state. Brad, you guys got those down in Kentucky. I'm sure you I don't.
3: Do. I I don't know, man. I uh, I, I guess we do, but I, I invasive pair. The Bradford pair comes to mind. Um, same everybody thing. Everybody knows that from the like. Uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, those things are the worst.
1: Yeah. Pyrus calleryana.
3: Smelled like. I didn't know they smelled like cat pee.
1: I think that's uh, maybe subjective, but
3: I, maybe they stink.
1: They stink for sure.
3: Do they? I I uh, I know. So my dad's in an insurance, and I know he hates them because they they notoriously uh, split and fall onto things like cars.
1: Terrible landscape tree. And they always yeah. get their leaves early, and if you get a late or a late snow, it weighs down those trees, split, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Okay, now that we covered landscaping, um, let's see. There are opportunities to become an Ohio wildlife officer. You can apply now, so check out the ODNR website for that.
2: This one, it must be, they must be desperate, man. That's like, like,
1: and they're pushing that hard for, for wildlife officers. I think everybody's hiring nowadays. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wonder if that role is kind of
3: gone, like after the last few years, if it's kind of gone the way of uh, police officers, you know, I mean, here in Louisville, I know it's not Ohio guys, but it's all I know. I mean, we're down like hundreds of cops and I, I would imagine some of that's kind of rippled out into that role.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, it's the same. It's the same thing, like in Columbus and Cleveland and Cincinnati. I mean, it's just you're absolutely right. Guys don't want to get uh, they don't want to get into law enforcement because of the you know, the hassle and and kind of the climate. So yeah, you know, that doesn't surprise me. It's I you know law enforcement as a whole, I guess. It's and tough. I mean, just think about it. Like if you like to hunt, like the busiest time of year for you that you have to be on staff is you know deer season, turkey yeah. season, you know, all yeah, those. So tough. yeah, it's hard. It's it's a hard it's a hard group to. To pull well, from, I'm sure.
3: And, and those guys also get pulled in on, um, you know, they, they're still officials. They get pulled in on other stuff. I had I filed a case last year um, with with a Kentucky Fish and Wildlife over trespassing. This guy came in with shotguns and trashed my blind, and I had pictures of him on a cell cam. And he opened a case, and then that tornado came through western Kentucky, and all of our officers were down there dealing with that. It's like my little trespassing case meant nothing now. So they, they also respond to that kind of stuff. A busy yeah.
2: job I'm it sure. is yeah it's a tough job dangerous job for sure too so so,
1: so and i think today is law enforcement appreciation day um that is january 9th as we <clears throat> record this but i'm uh, the next one is kind of it is it's appreciation and part of the reason why that can be a a, a very difficult job career whatever but um ODNR fallen officer honored with highway designation. A highway running through Caesars Creek State Park will be renamed in honor of a fallen Ohio Department of Natural Resources officer with Governor Mike DeWine's signature on House Bill 578. A portion of State Route 73 will be designated as the Natural Resource Officer Jason LaGore Memorial Highway. Officer LaGore died in the line of duty last year. This road was patrolled by Officer LaGore and his canine partner, so it is only fitting that it is dedicated in his honor, ODNR Director Mary Murch said. We appreciate Officer LaGore's devotion to his duty and will always remember the work he did to keep the people of Ohio safe. Um, Ohio House Bill 578 was was a designation omnibus transportation bill signed by Governor Dwine this week. The Ohio Department of Transportation will now be responsible for installing road markers in honor of Officer LaGore. This is the sad part. Officer LaGore died in the line of duty in the rescue of two children who had fallen through the ice at Rocky Fork Lake in Highland County in February of 2021. He was a 15-year veteran with the ODNR's Division of Parks and Watercraft. In, division, in addition to coordinating the division's canine program, LaGore was responsible for establishing the first ODNR Canine Academy. He was well-known in the law enforcement community for his experience with training canine units. So... That's uh, that's a touching story. Yeah. Not not most you know. Positive. I don't know. It is it's very nice to get that donated for him, but um, yeah. That was a that was a tough story when it came out.
2: You know, in, in the news, it you know a lot of people paid attention to it, and that's you know that's that's tough, man, for that guy. He had a family, and you know that's what those guys sign up for, and they're they're a uh, special breed of people for sure. You know, so.
1: All right Paul you got the what did you send me today here
2: Yeah we won't touch on it too much cuz I'm not I'm not 100% sure about uh the details but it's Senate Bill 16 uh the governor deWine signed today it's uh the bill prevents governments from restricting hunting fishing and related businesses under the guise of an emergency uh so like we talked about you know maybe covid 2.0 something you know a uh, uh Health emergency, whatever it is, I'm not real sure what it is, but uh, hunting and fishing, uh, and and trapping preserves, fishing charters, guides, uh, and the like will be uh, protected from from shutting down during uh, during an emergency. So, interesting, uh, interesting. It's it's on you find on the Sportsman's Alliance. They've got a they've got a whole workup about it. So,
3: it was a big thing. They started shutting down national or uh, state parks during COVID. So that's a good thing to protect against because that was one of the dumbest things that. I saw through COVID was that we were going to shut down our outdoor spaces. Well, yeah. what the hell are we doing here? You know, right?
2: Yeah, like it's yeah. I lo- fortunately in Ohio that they, they were they were pretty reasonable about keeping most of the parks open. I, I know that they shut down like bathroom facilities and and uh, yeah, I mean shower facilities. Yeah, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But that's
3: reasonable because uh, because you know I mean we didn't know how this thing was transmitting at first uh but dude we had i mean there were multiple states and i wish i could remember them all i've tried to block out a lot of that i think yeah forget it
2: i saw i saw a thing online and it was like the uh the most iconic pictures from from the like the first portion of the pandemic and it was just like the craziness and one of them was like this this basketball court like in new york city that had like like the road barriers around it and tape all mm -hmm. over it you had to keep people from from playing basketball i was just like come on man like what are we doing?"
3: i got a whole, <laughs> whole this is a weird gift that i got i guess but uh my in-laws give me a photo book a lot of times for my birthday or christmas i used to be a photographer and i've got a insane collection of photo books and they got me a, a photo book of 2020 and i'm I, I love that i have it because you'll there's stuff in there that my kids will never believe that they live through you know uh the, some of the photos of parks up in new york been turned into hospitals and stuff like that i mean it was wild
2: yeah it is like in australia when they like bulldozed the beaches so that people couldn't go out of the beaches <laughs> It's titled what the hell were we thinking 2020 that's what oh, the, that's the title that is no, it's good it's, that's a good good to have so months you gonna you do anything outdoors uh outdoorsy this week no i think so no, no i don't think so. i did yeah tell us paul what have you been up to I went uh, – so I over the weekend, I was at the uh, uh, State Chapter Awards Banquet for National Automatic Federation of the State of Indiana. It was great being there. Awesome group of people, uh, just really strong group of uh, of leaders in that state for the National Automatic Federation, and they are doing a ton of really good work in that state. So proud of those guys. It's great to meet everyone. Uh, I, I felt bad. I started to feel feel kind of sick Friday, and by, by Saturday night, I, I could barely talk. I had to, like, force all of my words out. my voice kept cracking and you can kind of hear it now. It's just a little, it's still hanging on, but uh, it was, it was tough, man. Like my, my voice failed me on the one day that I had to talk to, you know, 150 people. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was, it was tough, but yeah, it was good. Uh, And then, and then yesterday, man, I got back from Indiana and uh, did a little deer hunt, a little bow hunt. And I, I, Brad, I drew a, oh gosh, what is it? An arboretum. I drew a controlled hunt on an arboretum here in our County and uh, I drew the month of January. So I went out right after Christmas, scouted when we had snow on the ground. And uh, it was cool, man. Saw some deer. I had three does within 20 yards of I me. Mean, they were just on the other side of the property line. Um, it was still in the Arboretum, but we have, like, zones. and It was just on the other side. And uh, I couldn't really get a shot. And I saw one tiny little buck uh, on, on another area. It was one of those hunts that I'm like – Damn, I should have set up over there, you know, because I saw some, yeah. some deer movement. uh and... what's
3: the tag? So is it antlerless or only or is it uh No,
2: it's it's uh it's full full go, man. So I okay. it, it count I already shot so I've shot two bucks already in Ohio. You've heard the story. That was from a controlled hunt, didn't count towards my state total, so I still have my state antler permit uh for the season, technically. So I've gotten I've gotten a couple, I've got one really good buck on trail cam, and for the first time he daylighted today at like five Oh six, just passing through. And I'm like, Ooh, I got you now, man. (laughs) Every, the rest of it, it's always like from 10 o'clock until four in the morning. So yeah, so it's been, it's been cool, man. It's a beautiful
3: territory where you're like, you're just hoping he has his antlers next time he shows
2: up. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm worried about. And so I've thought about it. Like if I catch him on, cause he's pretty regularly on, on the trail cam overnight. And I'm like, man, if I, if I see him, drop them i'm just gonna you know i have the entire month of january i'm gonna go out and find the sheds at least you know so yeah. but i'm hoping yeah, know just take some take some deer off that property because they they are overrun with deer it's a couple thousand acres and it gets it's pretty wild out there so yeah look at brad what about you man what's uh hunting fishing what do you got going on
3: man i haven't done a whole lot since i got back from that bear hunt uh i've been Cleaning skulls like crazy. I had a little bit of a backlog, um, just some other skulls I hadn't cleaned up. that had been sitting in my freezer. And so, uh, I did my two deer, I did two deer skulls, um, and like a raccoon skull that i had found with my son that we cleaned up to put in his room. He was excited about that. And then I did a bear uh. skull, which I'd never done. Uh, and actually took a book out of Derek, Derek, uh, tolls, uh, playbook there. A book took a took a play page took a page took a page out of his book. Whatever. Um, good. I'm
1: not the only one that can't talk tonight. All right.
3: No. Nope. That's Shame the thing about late night podcasts, man. It's, I mean, you're yeah. either they're like really good or really off. Yeah. Um, the yeah, but he he does his beaver skulls in a crock pot, and I was like, I bet I could get this bear to fit in a crock pot, and it barely did. It just just fit in the crock pot.
1: Barely. And so uh, Derek's not I married. Barely... That Derek's not married, so that's why he's able to get away with that, right?
3: well, my wife works night shifts. So she doesn't know I did it. Um, I, Genius. I, yeah. So she, uh, we also already ate tacos out of that same crock pot, uh, which doesn't bother me at all. And she doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. does so, and she doesn't listen to your podcast, I'm sure. So she, she gets enough of me at home to where she'll never be listening to this. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it actually worked out great, man. Uh, it, it, It was a nice, long, slow boil. I think I started it out in the garage maybe before she left and brought it in when she, when she was out of the house, I just decided not to discuss this with her. I'm pretty open about things, but I was like, I'm not even going to get into it. She's going to be grossed out by it. And it's just meat. It's just meat at the end of the day. It's all it is. Yep. It's like making head cheese. Not that anybody's into that. I'm just saying, or some people are, but not, not not at my household. Um, But I, I cooked it down, man. And I tell you what, like if, if, if that was an option on deer, it's way better. It's like a way better process. But
2: you know, I saw,
0: I saw T-Bone.
2: I saw T-Bone. He had, he had one of those, like, um like the big roasting pans that you put like an entire turkey in. And he had a deer skull sitting in that. I'm like, man, that is genius. Cause he just yeah. like turned it sideways and the rack just sat right yeah. on top of the, the edges. I'm like, man, that's smart. I gotta try that next time.
3: Yeah. The bear didn't stink as much as a deer head does and i don't know why that is i don't know if it was the crock pot for some reason i mean it definitely smelled like meat in here but it didn't smell like i don't know what it is like i walk outside when i'm doing those deer maybe those deer heads i just leave a bling and they kind of start to rot maybe that's what it is because i just leave a laying outside until i do it or i'll wrap it in trash bag or something so they're usually a little funky but this was pretty fresh and it had been super cold so uh yeah so i've been just doing taxidermy over here like non-stop
2: the victory dance that's what that is
3: <laughs> dude he had this uh this bear i'd never dealt with this uh with deer obviously but he had this big canine that was broken and so i was cleaning this thing and it was the first tooth to fall out and it was hollowed out or it was like hollow and all this nastiness starts coming out of it and it was it's one of those smells like i can't explain it and i don't even know if i can really even like i'll, I'll if i ever smell it again i'd be like It'd be a flashback of my, of of the memory, right? Like my, uh, my great grandmother's house had a very weird, distinct smell, probably the parrot that she had. Uh, but, but it was like this, anytime I smell that, I think of her, right? Like there's going to be the moment like 20 years from now, I'm going to smell something and be like, this reminds me of my bear tooth. It was the (laughs) weirdest thing though, man. It was so nasty. Um, and it just like curdled my brain as I was sniffing this thing. And I was like, Oh, cleaning it out in my kitchen sink. Uh, but oh my I couldn't God. get, I couldn't get that tooth to whiten up at all. So and it's kind of a cool part of his story though. I've got the skull and his teeth are open on our conference table at work now. And he's just got this chipped tooth. And I'm like, man, I'd love to know what, what happened to break a freaking bear's tooth. You know? Yeah.
1: I and mean, that's a,
2: that's a, that's a tough animal, man. Some I mean, stippers. I, yeah.
1: It was a cop stopper, you know. You just throw them. In.
3: It could have been. That's true. Easy. It happens to the best of us.
2: Oh man. So so that we'll we'll just touch real quick on that. That was so last week we had Chris Powell from the Hounds P okay. on on our yeah. hunt. So we'll just we'll just tie, we'll just tie those two together. Uh, so you yeah. went out hunting with Chris, right?
3: Chris and Heath. Yeah.
2: Okay. Where where what state were you guys in? Virginia. Okay. So I've hunted you know turkeys, rabbits, pheasants, small game with with dogs. Pretty cool. Never hunted anything like a bear. How how intense was that?
3: Man, we I was expecting a, a lot more in the truck than we did, but uh late season like that, apparently the bear just don't move as much in the mornings. And so they they'll be kind of holed up. So these guys get out and try to flush them like like you would with birds. And so the, the dogs are running and we we hit that trail and before you knew it we'd done four miles. Um, and we're busting through frozen Laurel and rhododendron and, you know, I wouldn't have, that itself wasn't hard. Like I, I can hike. I mean, I would just done a few weeks prior to that. I did, uh, t- more than 10 miles on a hike. I did 27 feet of elevation climb on that hike. Um, uh, 2,700 feet. Yeah. 2,700 feet. Um, and it, it was no easy go, right? I, I considered myself to be in shape enough, not in great shape, but ready. And, um, but once we killed that bear <laughs> four miles in, from the original trailhead and next closest one was almost two miles and a thousand feet of descent. Um, well, first we had to go up the mountain, um, but it turned into a brutal freaking pack out. But with the dogs particularly, which I think is more of your question, um, I couldn't believe the pace we were moving, trying to keep up. You don't keep up with them, but just trying to keep up. Uh, the, I mean, these guys from go Heath was, I mean, we're like, like Athletically walking this trail, I can't really explain the pace other than to say it's like a just shy of a, a, a light jaunt, right? It's like, like <laughs> yeah. we're we are moving and uh, Derek jaunting and
2: did... that's a that's a new that's a new speed term. I'm going to bring yeah. into my yeah, vocabulary, that's a,
3: that's a professional term. So.
2: We're on a nice jaunt today,
3: a little jaunt, um, not quite a, a jog, I would say, uh, yeah. but we. We were moving fast, um, and then you would stop, and then you would be covered in ice from all this laurel, and then it starts to melt, and you're sweating. And so, like, the gear was a an interesting thing, I, a challenge. That I, I, I tried to prep for this as best I could, and um, I just didn't have the gear that these guys they, – they do a lot of wool. And I don't mean, like, lightweight, synthetic. Like, I, I know you guys are first-light like, guys. Like, I had some merino light stuff on. This is not that. I mean, these guys are – actually, I went out and bought the Asbel – wool that they had afterwards because it was so awesome um like flexible but very thick and durable and ready to like it can beat through that stuff and not get damaged and hung up and everything and it's just wicking everything away Uh, but that was one interesting thing about it was like all the you know stop and go we'd stop for 20 minutes trying to see a dog that's hung up and then boom we're off again and we're moving full speed it was like that for two hours and then you know the finally that dog um that that treed the bear was 700 and some yards below us on the floor. She had dropped down to the Creek. And so Heath was kind of funny. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry for, man? We're here to go. Let's do this. You know, me and Derek are thinking we're badasses here. And he goes, I'm sorry. And then he just drops down into this stuff, like flying. Th- those guys go next level when they think their dogs are with bears. Cause if you haven't been like, I've been on, on the bird hunts like you were talking about, there's not really any risk to the dogs, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to get attacked by a, a you know, a, a, pheasant or something. It's not going to attack <laughs> the dog. Right. Um, or at least not meaningfully. These guys were like, no, these bears are holing up lately and the dogs are just getting mangled if they get in those holes. And so they are, now they are running. We're no longer jaunting. We're like running down this mountain. And this dude, I was, I ended up kind of splitting off from Derek cause he got stuck. Uh, with his gun scabbard and all this stuff, he like literally was like a uh, Buzz Lightyear coming through the fence on Toy Story. <laughs> oh my he was God! He's like, oh, just go on without me. <laughs> it was like that. Um, so Derek gets kind of left behind. The guy I'm with is is like James Bond rolling under these these this stuff, and like I'm I'm running through it to keep up with him. So. That pace is just like like people act like these hound guys don't work for their, their hunts, dude. And I'm I'm like, I don't want to poo-poo on whitetail hunting, but that was way harder than any deer hunt I've ever done. I mean like way harder. And people act like you just roll up and shoot a bear. Now they have done that. He said the other day they shot one in the parking lot that just kinda happened that way. Like it was fifty yards from the lot and they just drove up and got the bear. This but this is like I got a real taste for um the the whole the full day was just brutal like that kind of action um and and we were expecting more of um you know a lot of times they'll rig on the back of the trucks and the dogs one dog will ride and uh that dog will get vocal once it smells a bear, and then if it's really funny because chris man these guys are so good and the only way i've been to really compare it to anybody i'm like You think you know basketball because your kid plays basketball, but then there's, like, the NBA, right? These guys are the NBA of what they do, and their dogs are pure athletes, man. I mean, these things are shredded, you know? I mean, they're, they're like, Olympic level of talent, too. Uh, But Chris could hear the difference in this dog, and I I tried, and I couldn't tell the difference. This dog would sometimes bark just, I don't know, barking like, just excited, I guess, and Chris would be like, shut up, (laughs) and then and then she would do the same thing same thing and he'd be like that's it that's a good one and i'm like how what's the difference like how how are you hearing that like i I can't even hear sitting there the difference and uh you know in those days he would let it go and then they would listen and then they're letting more go to and, and what was really cool was watching them phase in those younger dogs to watch and train i mean the whole thing man i tell you what um It really re-inspired me. You know, I've got all these different types of hunts I want to do, but I was like, dude. There, there is so much I didn't know about hunting. Like this was so different than what I thought it was. And I've been on Chris's podcast, I've been on Heath's podcast. I've hunted with dogs before. I've, I've watched the videos. I've been, I've talked to AJ DeRosa from Project Upland. Like I know a lot of these guys and know what they do. But this was just nothing like what I expected. So if you ever get a chance, man, I know a lot of people are probably like, no dogs, and they'll still say that even after I say this kind of stuff. I'm just telling you, it's not what you think it is until you've done it. They, those guys work their butts off for those bears or whatever it is. Um, was so impressed.
2: Yeah, it's it's and that's one thing when we had Chris on. You
3: know, there,
2: there's this perception that people have that's like dog hunters don't don't work, and then you, and then you go on a hunt, and you're like, oh my god, I just walked 15 miles and I killed yeah. four rabbits. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. I had a blast, and, and you know, a lot of it is the is the watching a dog and, and their and their handler work is just. It's incredible, man, and it's well, it's yeah. something to, to behold.
3: With deer hunting, I, again, c- c- just to c- help people be like the dogs do the work. Just just in argument again, I'm I'm a deer hunter, like through and through. Number one thing I want to do right, and until it's spring, like right now, I'm already excited about turkeys because I'm thinking of all the things I learned yeah, about last a boy year. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, there we go. Um, Welcome to the dark side.
3: I know, no, man. I mean, I've definitely flipped season to season, but like, I'm just going to compare it to deer hunters here. Um, you know, you can go out and get lucky on a deer hunt. You just have some freak buck in the rut that came in that was never there before. And you know, it it just happens, right? I, I shot the deer that hangs in our lobby at go wild. Um, I shot that deer the year our app was founded. Um, and you know, that deer had never been on that property. The property owner said he had never seen him until two weeks prior to when I shot him and he started showing up and I just got lucky and that's fine. You don't do that with dogs, dude. These guys can't get yeah. lucky cuz they have to run these dogs multiple times a week. They have to constantly train them. I'll tell you one thing, I'm not working that hard for it. Like there's no I me and Derek were talking about, it. like the amount of times that Chris has to be like, well, going out for 2 hours to run these dogs. I'm like, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the I, like I don't have that dedication in my b- body to anything. I don't think the way these guys love these dogs, they spend on these dogs, they spend time they don't they they miss out on family time. I mean, anybody that's saying the dogs do all the work, I'm like, you are just completely – it's like deer hunters will say, well, I, you guys are, are poo-pooing on private land, and I work so hard all season, and that's not fair. And I'm like, well, it's the same freaking logic for the dog guys. Why, yeah. why is that not the same when they work hard all season and then they get a bear? Like, th- those guys bust their tails. He's traveling up to New York in August to get ready for those December bear hunts that we were on. You know, he's running dogs in New York season because it's legal up there to run them. And tree, and tree, if you're tree, and freed, and you know, that's that's a ton of work. And I just there's this weird thing with dog hunters like, people don't want to give them credit because the dog does the chase in their head. But I'm telling you, man, it's just not like when you've seen it in person, it'll change your perspective entirely. I haven't talked yeah. to anybody that feels that way that's been on a dog hunt. I'll say that,
2: yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's uh, people, yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right. People, people have that that idea and then they see it in action and it, and it just changes because of it's, it's just the dog is just another part of the hunt. You know, I mean, you're yeah. dealing with another, I you know, I want to say wild animal, but they're trying you're dealing with another animal. So it's yeah, just it's another like it's layer.
3: Predictable. Those yeah, bears are like very unpredictable. That's why I mean, my hunt was unpredictable and, and I sure did not see it playing out the way it did. Um, and, you know, even the next day, the, these, we had six teams maybe running dogs and, and it's like there was this ridge where the elevation drop was hundreds of feet, almost straight down, and, and we had been over in there the day before, and nobody wanted to go back. It was such a hellacious day. The, Chris <laughs> said that this was the worst pack out he's ever seen. So, I mean, just to put some context into that, and he's like, I don't want to go back in there. Yeah. Nobody wanted to. So we're trying yeah. to stay out of there. Sure, where did the dogs go? First thing, chasing the bear over into that spot again. It's It's still unpredictable. You know, it's not like yeah. it's a slam dunk. I think that's where people get confused.
1: I just, yeah. my, my thing that bugs me is why can't we all just agree that they're all different and they all have their challenges and like, there's things that are going to be good and bad and, and they all aren't the same. Like guys sitting on feeders down in Texas. I mean, that's got its own challenge. Right. And I don't know all the different hunting things. Like, can we just chill out about Dude, all that?
3: I, I Texas was one. I, I didn't understand the whole feeder thing until I went down there and hunted. We get down there and I'm looking at the landscape. I'm like. Well, yeah, you can't get in there after those deer. They're in cacti. What you can't get in (laughs) that stuff, dude. It's like you want to see a deer. You're gonna feed it. Like, I mean, you could sit out there all day and hope they come through. But like when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I totally get why y'all do this because it's legal and why not? Like, you know, we I shot a deer overfeed in Texas and um, I, I didn't. You know, it was a cool experience. I got to go down there and see how they hunt. And I just don't. I don't know, man. I don't get the whole baggage of it. Of everybody. Poo-pooing on each, it's like we, I know, I know it's almost cliche now to, to talk about like, Oh, the crossbows and the compound guys, but I just don't get all that stuff. It's like, it hunting's awesome. Why, why, who cares if somebody hunts a little easier than you do, you know, it's, no. it's like it, you don't have to go kill an elk and hike 20 miles to, for to still be a hunter. So, um, I, I think, uh, I'm, I'm with you months. So I think, uh, why can't we just embrace it? And everybody just accept there's different levels to this stuff. Yeah. No. So on your, on your go wild post that
2: you did asking for suggestions on different types of hunts, what, uh, anything pop up? that You're like, oh man,
3: I got to do that. Well, so there's two things. One thing has popped up that I think I'm going to do sooner rather than later. I don't know if I'm gonna do it this year, but the alligator hunt sounds really fun. And that one, I think if I hadn't done the bear hunt just now, I don't think the alligator hunt would have been as appealing to me, but now I'm like, man, what other weird hunts have I not done that? Like, like I, I feel like I haven't elk hunted yet but I have a pretty good idea that that I, I feel like I know what to expect there. Um, and, and, but, and I'm like, I definitely want to do that. And I, but it's on a little bit of a pedestal for me just cause it's a, the, the whole tag system out West. And I, um, and I, I should clarify for anybody that doesn't know who I am. Like just cause I own a hunting company. Don't think I'm this big badass Like I'm, I'm an idiot. And like the whole reason my company exists is cause I'm an idiot.
1: Do you, Brad, so, do you want to like, give us, tell us who you are? Like in case people don't know who Brad yeah, Luttrell yeah. is.
3: So, uh, most of them don't, uh, they've all, they've all stopped listening at this point. Um, but the, so I'm Brad Luttrell. I'm the co-founder of Go Wild. Go Wilds is a social media platform for hunting and fishing. Uh, you can, you can tag gear, you can ask questions, you can buy gear. We, you can earn rewards. So you get rewards as you're using the platform and it's just, this all, it's kind of like a virtual deer camp. You know, you can go in and talk, share your stories, talk about gear. And, uh, we do sell gear. That's how we monetize the platform. And, you know, we, we give rewards along the way though. You know, you get great deals on gear by using the platform. Platform's totally free. So, but, uh, I haven't, you know, Chris was a hunt that popped up and I get, I get, I get a lot of offers from our members, which is super nice. Um, I've never really taken a whole lot of those up. Um, not I've, I've, done some, but I haven't taken a lot of those people up, but, uh, I get every now and then I get these legit guys who will offer. And I'm like, I'm just so freaking busy with running the company that I don't do it. And Cr- the offer with Chris came up and I told my wife, cause black tail or black bear was number one on my bucket list thing that I wanted to do. And in my head, I wanted to do, um, a Western hunt. And I still want to do that on a bear. Like Derek did this year or last year. And, uh, I told her though, I'm like, this is, these guys are the best in the world. Like I, they they, I mean, they're, they're, I'm going to get to hunt with somebody and learn more in a couple of days watching them than I could have like from a week with somebody else. So I was like, I'm just going, I'm going for it. I know it's inconvenience right before Christmas. This is kind of brutal, but, um, I'm going to pack up and go. And, and so, uh, but, I've had other things that have kind of popped up and i now I'm like, I need to start taking advantage of this stuff more like now that I've done it. Um, uh, but the alligator came up when I was talking to Parker and he's like, yeah, yeah dude, it's, it's, it's wild. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that It'd been super fun. And so that one's on my radar. And then for like a, my first Western hunt, I might just do the kind of entry level of the pronghorn. I mean, that, the Wyoming pronghorn seems like a really accessible one. Um, so I, I'm, I'm debating. Um, I, I think the tags on the, I think I'd have to apply on the pronghorn by May, um, but I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Yeah. That I think a for, great for, example. if I can talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. The, dude, the uh, people sometimes tell, will say stuff to me. They're like, man, I don't know. I like go wild, but I like the engagement, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're just posting the same stuff that you post everywhere else. You're like, chocking it full of hashtags and you just want likes and like you're not engaging. I posted last night, here's the hunts I've done. And I want to do something this year that I don't need a, a tag for. Like I can do over the counter. Like, what can I do? And within one hour it had 35 comments on it. And I, and I, I didn't do anything to that post special. There was no like super magic that we worked. I just posted on the platform like anybody can. And I got, well, I, I did post it as a question, which is kind of a really cool thing that's unique to us. That, so anybody can do that though. But when you flag it as a question, you know, the algorithm goes out and it's like trying to find other people that can answer that. So it just found a bunch of awesome hunters and it was like, Hey, Brad needs help. And so people are answering, but that's like, yeah. that's a great example of what we do that you can't do anywhere else. And it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The the question
2: feature is nice. And I like that I got drug into it when you were like, Oh Yeah someone's <laughs> like, hey, you should you should go out and hunt turkeys out west. And you're like, Yeah, it's a great idea. I can, you know, Paul and I have something to It sign me up. I yeah. Merriam's in Nebraska or Montana. Oh man. Yeah. That's 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 a dream a dream hunt for me. I I hopefully I get to do that soon. You know, I think for me, like the number one hunt, if 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 I had like one hunt left in my life, it would be a main moose hunt.
1: With moose? a bow. That's what Moose. You heard him right, Brad. Oh, he didn't he say turkey. Maine. He said moose.
3: I did hear that right. I was trying to mute <laughs> yeah. Braden because he's messaging you me right now. Uh, but I thought my internet cut out for a second. I thought you said you were going to Maine to shoot a goose. And I was like, dude, you got them right there in your backyard.
2: <laughs> no, a moose. No, ah. a giant moose. That That's like that's like a legendary tag, man. They don't have many of those out uh, every year. So that, so that would be I'm the
3: talking one. to – I just got invited uh, to be in this group, and it's going to be an expensive one. Um three years from now, they're planning a moose hunt. And he's like, you want to go? And I was like, you're damn right. I do.
1: Yeah. I I'm like,
3: yeah, I, if I get to go with this guy too, it's Mike Larson on go Wild. Maybe my, yeah. understand that maybe I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to, oh, we'll roll with it. Mike. Nobody, nobody else is invited. Um, uh, but Mike, uh, Mike was like, Hey, I'm planning this with, he's got, he's working on it with another go Wild member that he met. And, um, Mike is a G when it comes to Western style hunting. Um, I learn every time he called me today with some random idea and he was talking to me about it, uh, about Western hunting. And I'm like, dude, you've, I mean, truly forgotten more than I'll ever know about this stuff. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't know how hardcore I'll get into it ever. You know, if, if I'll even ever have time to even know as much as this dude, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to re really commit to myself cause, um, you know, those kind of hunts, it's not like I'm going to be 70 out there doing those. So you only get so many good years to be able to go out and put that kind of mileage in and, and the, the pack outs and everything. That part of it is yeah. a lot different. And I want to be able to experience that a couple of times.
2: No, that's 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 good. And I'm I'm right there with you, man. We we were had some talks with some guys, uh, Jason from Timber Ninja, you know, talking about you know, trying to get, get all these hunts in. You know, so many guys are like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that in a few years. We'll do that in a few years." And next thing you know, you're like 58, and your body just doesn't work the way that it did when you were 28,
3: 38. You know, body, and uh, my body doesn't work like it did when I was 28, and that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So it's you know, get uh, you, you treat your body right, but still get out there and and have fun. And I I read, I read an article. It was really neat. It was talking about like. Uh, you know, like when you're, when you're in your early twenties, like you can climb up the side of a mountain seven days a week, you know, but you're not like the best hunter, you know, cause there's all this, you know, you can't rush experience. Yeah. You can't teach experience. And then you know, you've been doing it for 30 years and you've got all the, the experience, but you can't climb up the damn mountain. So it's yeah. like this conundrum, you know? I was talking
3: know, like- to uh, so one of my business partners with go wild is John Hunter. It's a professional angler. And he, me and him were talking about that with fishing of uh, you get these people don't realize those guys are like NASCAR drivers. A lot of people don't realize how, mu- how good in shape and how much a, a NASCAR driver is an athlete. Right. I mean, your heart rate's just staying at like one eighty for however many hours. Right. Um, those guys are, it is a physically demanding thing. It doesn't look like it, but it is. Fishing is very similar. Those guys hunt their asses off like absolute animals. I mean, they have the longest days they don't eat. They do this for, if they're winning, they're doing it for, you know, five days at a time, not counting the practice. And, and I mean, they are, they're athletes truly. Like if it's, 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 it's a very physical thing that they do, but John was talking about, he's like the young guys will get out there and they're just aggressive. They're getting after it. They're, they're, you know, going, going to town on this thing, but they don't get good until like a lot of times historically, like 30 mid thirties is when these guys start to be just total savages, because it's all the experience of just knowing like you just, there's some things you can read about it all you want, but it's all watching it and, and seeing it play out that that's like, that's when you become your best. And then, you know, there's a reason these guys don't still do it, uh, professionally at a certain age too, because it is still physically demanding. So you got this bell curve, right. And, and the peak is a little bit different. Um, but it, you know, it's the same with anything pro athletes, you know, coming out of college top of your game there. And then they go and you know, to total.
1: All right, guys, we just want to give a quick shout out to our partners of the program. So obviously today's episode, we've got heavy, heavy, go wild content, which thank you to the guys over at go Wild And uh, obviously with everything Brad's talking about, we'll just let that roll. Uh, but they are um, huge sponsors of, of the show and along with them, uh, one of the brands on there platform is called half rack these guys are new to, to working with us and we're super excited about them uh was it josh tj and all the guys over there but uh half rack it's half dash rack.com all kinds of good hunting gear out there we got to toy around with a lot of that stuff when we were up in michigan there uh this past uh deer season but you can find them on go wild as well and I'm trying to think, oh, what, what was I going to say, Paul? The uh, There's a post out there. We got a post on Instagram and on Go Wild where I think you have to like uh, the post and then follow Half Rack on the platforms. And they'll get you entered into a drawing. We're going to get a good little goodie bag put together of some different things So uh, and get that shipped out to somebody here. We'll, we'll probably pull the name in the next week or so. Make sure you guys get out there, follow up, find that post. We don't post the whole a couple out of stuff on Instagram and stuff, so it's pretty, very blatant. It says half rack and a little discussion there. so
2: Pretty easy to find. Uh, we also want to talk about uh, Midwest Gunworks, MidwestGunworks.com. Man, awesome selection of gun parts, of ammunition, of optics, of firearms, all sorts of stuff. If you need parts for your firearm, now's the time to work on them. The seasons are over for deer season, get uh get to working on those rifles, those shotguns if you need to get something geared up, dialed in for turkey season. Andrew, they got an entire line of red dots that you can get fired up, uh choke tubes, all sorts of stuff to get uh, on midwestgunworks.com. Use the code OhioOutdoors5. We'll save yourself 5% on every order if you're buying a bunch of firearms or gun parts, man, that can uh can really save you
1: a lot of money. So, and uh, and, and also we'll be out there. Ahead. We're going to meet with Cameron and uh, the other guys out there th- this week. So, um if you've got any more questions about what Midwest Gunworks is, stay tuned because it's coming. Oh man, it's gonna be cool. So thanks to our
2: guys uh at tethered tetherednation.com. You can find them on Instagram at Tethered Nation. Uh tons of saddles, saddle options sticks. Andrew, I was hanging from the uh the Predator XL platform yesterday, the Phantom Saddle. Really enjoy that. You know, with all this weight loss that I've gotten, that XL uh saddle was falling off my skinny ass yesterday and I use skinny ass. I use that as a loose term. So uh yeah, man. Uh check them out. Tethered nation.com. In the deer season's coming up. You know, start thinking about it. You know, maybe after Turkey season you want to look into uh to buying a product
1: uh you know to to learn uh like we did last summer so TetheredNation.com. And finally to our guys over at First Light. So thank you to First Light for partnering with the program. Outdoor gear, uh you know we're gonna be turning Turning the page, we got a couple months, I guess, before we start getting into warm stuff. But they got all kinds of stuff for anything outside, lightweight, midweight, heavyweight. I mean, my go-to in the whitetail woods is Catalyst System. Uh, I think it's the most versatile, but also very good in the turkey woods, depending on what kind of weather you're you're fighting around with. Um, Paul, this is this is kind of outside of our normal zone, but that Omen Storm Shelter Jacket is top-notch like i did i bought the set for more of uh i'm gonna use it when i'm at soccer games in the middle of the crap weather but also obviously if we're out in the woods and need it and i've had to use it a couple times here with some of the colder rain rainy days we've had and that thing is bomb so firstlight.com thank you guys we appreciate you uh, to all of our partners and looking forward to working with you more in the future so this is kind of a good a good segue into
2: uh, today, January 9th, Go Wild released a, a, a new challenge. Talk about yeah. that.
3: Yeah, man. So um, I will say uh, I'm not necessarily. I wasn't super involved in this, so I'll talk a little bit about it. But um, the the if if I screw something up for our Mountain Tough partners, I'm sorry. I just don't know. I, I, Jacob really that was his baby, and you you've been there. You probably know more about it than I do, Paul. Um, but I, I, what I do know is, uh, and I just did it too. I I I did the workout uh, right before this. But we we partnered with Mountain Tough, and so they have a platform where you can go in. And, uh, with the subscription, you, you get all these workout plans and the videos are really good quality and there is a ton of content. Uh, and, and so you can go in and, um, really customize your plan to what you want to do, what you have time to do, what your fitness level is. Um, and Jacob, you know, uh, started talking to these guys and they had a, a real desire to help people, uh, at a mentor level, you know, and to, to, so they built, a custom um, kit or a custom plan, I guess you would say for people to go from kind of like the couch to 5k mindset. We're going couch to run and gun Turkey season. So if, you know, if you, if you really want to get out and hunt and, you know, get aggressive this spring and you're out of shape, now's the time to get ready for that. Right. If you're going to be walking miles up and down elevation, chasing birds in a few months, now is when you want to start preparing. So, uh, they, they, you and Braden went out there, you guys filmed. I didn't even realize you guys were in the videos until today. Mm-hmm. That's how little I've been involved in this. And I don't mean, <laughs> I, I just, our team is, it's kind of a weird thing when your company grows to that. I'm not bragging, but like it was a little bit weird for me to know so little about this one. Um, but it's also kind of cool, but yeah, I said, we talked about it with Jacob. It sounded great. I was like, yeah, let's do this. They asked me if, cause it's a little different than what we normally do. Um, but I said, it sounds awesome. And so they went off. I didn't even know that's why Brayden went out there. And then I opened up my video today to like <laughs> see what the workout plan is. And there's Braden and Paul. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, this is so
1: custom. I know those guys. Yeah. I know them.
3: Dude, it was, <laughs> it was really cool. And so the um, you, you, you can, anybody can get these, the, the videos are free. If you download your go wild app and go to the go Wild profile, there's a link and explains everything and how to find it. Uh, but it's also just in your Mountain Tough app. So MTN, tough, uh, one word in the app store. And you'll find the Go Wild workout plan there at the bottom. You don't have to log in for that. Go Out members do get a free 30 days, though. That part's really cool. So log in, go find the Go Wild profile story about th- this program, and you can get a code for 30 free days. Um, but with this uh, program, it's, it's teaching you or it's it, – well, it's giving you really good – foundational exercises that you can scale up and adjust to your own fitness level and so it started with uh lunges and and superman push-ups today and the um you know a lot of you know they're recommending if you can you're supposed to do it consecutively but i've seen a lot of people on the app you know Braden talked today he's like no i totally split it up hey i split it up too uh, i did too Dude, I I did my lunges in two groups and I about died on the pushups. I was embarrassed on how poorly I performed on the pushups. I haven't worked out really much since August, so I was out of shape. Um, I've been a little – I was a little surprised on how bad the lunges got me because I have been running, but that was just like a whole new level of – it just works a different muscle, right? Um, But, man, it was good. I mean, it's like I think people forget if if you've never really been in shape or, or worked out, you forget how good you feel. You know, and I'm I'm kind of yeah. in my boat. You know, coming out of the holidays, and you know, there's a wine, and then there's uh maybe there's a whiskey sour, and there's some desserts, and then there's uh, turkey, and then there's sweet potato casserole, guys, and that one, ooh, like all this stuff compounds though, right? And all of a sudden you're like me, and it's like, oh, I'm like 15 pounds heavier than I thought I was. Uh, I should do something, and now's the time like you're 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 never going to have it's like the hunting thing man you're never going to have a better time to do this than right now so i love this program that mountain tough and the go out team came up with it's very you know you can ease into it it's just four videos i think right paul um i think there's four yeah. programs and and they they teach you how to roll that up it's a four week program and you know, by the end of this, I guarantee all of us are going to feel better. I know I I fully plan to stay committed as I can to it with, even with trade shows season coming in here, Um, you know, and that's it. That's the partnership. You can log your time on go wild and um, tag mountain tough, kind of share your progress with the community. Uh, We talked to them today and I know they've been blown away with the, just the opening day reception they said it's been great. So that's fun to see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, it was cool. When, when, when Braden called me and he said, Hey, we're, we've got this idea. We want to do this, you know, this challenge, this campaign, if you will. And we want you to be a part of it. And I said, you realize I'm the chubby one of this O2 relationship, (laughs) right? Like I'm the, I'm the, I'm the fat kid. And he's like, and, and so we we've talked about it on the show, man, like my kind of evolution the last couple of years, uh, you know, to 2021, I was 320 pounds and, I, I was, I was miserable. I had no energy. I was falling asleep in the Turkey woods with turkeys gobbling. I'll never forget this, man. I was so wore out yeah. and I am sound asleep. Cause I just, I, I crashed and my, my buddy Kenny's like waking me up. He's like, dude, that Turkey's like 70 yards away gobbling. Like you need to wake up. Yeah. And I was just like, man, there's, there's something wrong. So it was, it was, you know, a lot of people I talked about in the video that I put out on, on go out today, you know, people, everyone has a different reason for why they want to, you know, get, get in shape and get healthy. And mine was, very turkey hunting centric is selfish as that is, as that is to say, but uh, you know, it's been, you know, I've really kind of taken it seriously the last like 12 to 18 months and Andrew's, you know, been, uh, you know, really kind of helped me out and I've lost a ton of weight and, you know, and it was funny, man. Like the first moment that I realized that things were starting to change, I was turkey hunting in Alabama this year. And for years I was like using one of those stools, like the, like the chairs, you know, with like the arms, I'm not going to lie. Comfy as hell. Right. But I was doing it because I was so fat, like my back hurt. I couldn't get off the ground, and like so, I'm, I'm hunting. I don't have the stool. I'm sitting on the ground. I had to move, and I pop up, and I take off running after this turkey. And I start laughing because I'm like, "Oh my god!" I didn't have to like roll around on the ground to get to get up. And I was just like, "Yes!" Like, and so all of those things have started to you know more of those moments have started to compound for me. And I and you know, I, like I said, man, I know that if 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 you if you haven't worked out in the last couple of years, it could be fifteen years, ever, five years, doesn't matter. If you haven't worked out, you do something like this. You do as much as you can keep pushing yourself, keep pushing yourself every day. It's going to get easier and easier and easier. And then when it comes time to run in after a Turkey, I promise you, you're going to feel, you're going to see the results and, and, and you're going to like it. And you're going to thank yourself. So I hope people dive into it, man, embrace the challenge and just, uh, and just really pick it up and, and, and run with it, so to speak. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to be a part of this. I'm, I'm glad that you guys brought me in on it. So
1: thank you. Yes, sir. So to you guys, and I apologize, I haven't been on the app yet today, but is it, you said there's like body weight stuff and, and do you need a lot of
2: equipment or no, no, no equipment. It's all, it's all body weight uh, and, and, and a run. And it starts out at a half mile run. uh, And then, and then, you know, you want to progress up after that, but it's all, it's all body weight, no equipment necessary. So it's very, um, it's very easy. Anyone can do it, do it in your basement, living room, wherever it doesn't matter. And that's
1: a, that's a beautiful thing. So we, we won't get into my personal like fitness routines and stuff, but, Brad, you're talking about trade show season and stuff. To have something where you can do lunges in a hotel room, right? You can yeah. do push-ups in a hotel room.
3: I did this in my house tonight. I, I went upstairs. I got a, the longest point I could find in my house was our hallway. It was also carpeted, which helped the old knees out when I, I got rolling there. I did all all my lunges in the hallway, and I did the Superman uh, push-ups in my bedroom.
1: Yeah. So yeah. no excuses, right? There's always yeah. a place and a you know, time where you can get that stuff in. Um, being the first of the year, I'm not big on new year's resolutions, but why not now? Right. Get you ready for that. Good time
3: to set a habit though. What else are you going to do right now? It's it's like, there's, unless you're like Paul and hanging on to a buck tag over here, you know, this is the, the part of the season (laughs) where, uh, you do have some time and I, Paul kind of said this, but if I were to reword, um, I just find this stuff is so much more enjoyable when you're not thinking about how bad you feel, you know, when, when, uh, I went on a hunt. Um I was actually texting you guys this day. I woke up, I, I hunted public land a couple of days uh down in southeastern Kentucky where I'm from, and I, I had this magical spot that I had been to before that was just shredded with deer sign, and it's on top of a freaking mountain. And it's a it's an hour long hike. It's I don't know, probably twelve hundred feet of elevation climb, and it is brutal. It's a wilderness, so there's no vehicles allowed, which is the part I like about it. Um I hiked in there, uh got to the very top and I remember I'm like I did not remember it being this bad like that and and what it was is I'm just I just wasn't in as good a shape as I was back. Then. I was carrying a freaking climbing stand the last time I went in there, dude, and i it was not as I don't remember it being as bad as what I felt like this year. And, you know, that, that was a bit of a wake up for me. It's like, I'm spending more time thinking about how miserable I am. And I just walked up here and I had a lighter kit this time. Cause I was planning on ground hunting it. Cause I'd been up there before and I knew it wasn't a good spot to have a climber. And so, you know, to me, just any, any of this, and I know pe- some people might even laugh at getting in fit, getting in shape for Turkey season. But I mean, if you're, even if you end up walking, you sh- we, we kind of joked about this before the show. It's like, I didn't know I needed to be in that good of shape for that bear hunt, but I also didn't know I was going to shoot a bear, four miles from the truck, die in a Creek that I had to then pull up the other side of the mountain. Like all this hunting is not predictable, no matter what, like you, you get, you might shoot a deer and how many times you shoot a deer and it doesn't do what it was supposed to do. Right. They don't die where they're supposed to die. You they go, they get tangled up in barbed wire and all of a sudden you're trying to get, pull it out or something, or you're pulling it out of a Creek and it's like 200 yards further from where you thought it was. 200 yards might not be bad, but when you're pulling 200 pounds of dead weight, it's hard, right? So, you know, if we can take these, uh, this program I love, because if you just do it, you're going to be, you're going to enjoy the thing we all love. The reason people listen to you guys every week is because they love hunting, right? Uh, You guys are okay. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) they, they, they they sit and spend time listening to stuff to get better and to, because they love this thing so much. Like, so why not get a little more in shape to enjoy it even more?
1: And I won't get up on yep. my soapbox too much, but you know the idea of doing movements like lunges and push-ups and stuff. These are functional body movements that can help you with all kinds of stuff. And I think I don't know if it was before we started recording or not. It's that hunt that you don't know that you're going to do, right? It's life, like things in life that just happen where all of a sudden you know you got to do whatever. If you're in there training to deadlift a thousand pounds, that's fine. That might help you for a small portion of your hunt but the bigger scheme of it it's it's the dragging it's the climbing it's the going over the logs and different things like that you don't even think about it's just a natural thing that you know every kid and toddler can do and you're just you got to get that you got to keep those muscles active and um I'm with you I'm on board 100% but so dude, Paul Paul
3: said it like for turkey hunting one thing that can ruin a turkey hunt's lower back pain and I have personally found I'm not a fitness coach or or anything but Um, when I'm most out of shape, that's when that lower back pain, like if I, if my back and, uh, upper and lower back are not in considerable shape, I'll get that pain. And I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, whatever Paul said, the 300 plus, like, I I think just not having a good core good back muscles can also contribute to that stuff. Like not being able to sit is a weird thing, but like, I think part of that is being out of shape.
2: Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And yeah, I, I just can't, I can't explain, man, how, how just I freaking love it, man. Like, just, I feel better doing things like Andrew, we drug those three deer out, you know, on, on this marsh hunt that I went on and man, my, my back locked up. I, you know, just because it was, it was so cold it was just kind of a weird hunt. And I, I was I was talking to him. I'm like, dude, I'm going to feel this for a week. And at this time I've been working, I've been working out a hard. I was kind of frustrated. I'm like, man, my back hurts, dude. I woke up the next morning and I felt great. I didn't have any lower back pain. And I'm like, this is, This is, this is why I've been doing all of these things, you know, and it's just those, those real world, you know, examples. So man, love it. I really hope, I hope people dive into it. I hope they, uh, you know, they put some effort into it. You're going to love it, man. You're going to, you're going to love the results. And that's what it's, uh, that's what it's about. So keep, keep people, keep people active, man. Love it. So we had this group chat, the uh, us and, and some, some of the go wild fellas and, a couple months ago, we get this like really weird picture and we didn't really know what it was. It was, it was, there was like a Sasquatch involved and there was like a blower and in the background there's like this UTV and I'm like, Got something I didn't going know where on, Andrew. This going, guys. So I'm just yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. There's
1: been a couple that, pictures sent in there. So, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's so I'm I'm like, there's a there's a lot to unpack and and I'm like all right something something's going on and I can't wait to hear all about it. So what do what do you got going on with this this go wild UTV?
3: What's what's up your sleeve, man? All right. So we um, we used I don't know if you guys I think we killed this before I met you guys, but we used to do giveaways uh, once a week. On Sunday, we'd launch a giveaway, and it was pretty cool. I mean, we gave away uh, a new Obsession bow. We 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 gave away all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, It was once the community started getting built, though, it kind of felt like spammy. Like it wasn't cool anymore. Like we were just yelling at people about all this stuff we were giving away. And I don't know, it just started not fitting the vibe of the community. And even when we killed it, like community members didn't even care. It had no impact on anything. Like uh, we just felt like we were constantly yelling at people over promoting this thing that we were giving away. And so we had an idea though, to bring this back for one thing and we were going to do it like 50 times bigger than, uh, well, way more than 50 times bigger. Like as like multiples upon multiples bigger and so Braden, out of the kindness of his heart, was like, hey, if I spend my marketing budget on buying the thing, can I do this? And I was like, I don't care. That's fine. And so we went out and bought a Polaris UTV that we're going to give away. And we partnered with Culpin to trick it out. And so this thing has more accessories than you can imagine. It's a, um, it is a UTV. It is geared to work. It is, its It's got a dump cart on it. It's got a double, uh, rifle, uh, carrier on the back. It's got a chainsaw, uh, mount. It's, it has a winch. It would comfortably ride six men. Um, and it, uh, you know, you could be women, you know, whatever you're into. Uh, the, um, the has an led light bar. It has, um, upgraded wheels. It has full doors and windows. It has soundbar. It has literally, there was nothing else to buy. We ran out of things. Like we we're like, we kept pushing <laughs> Culpin and it's like, what other accessories It's like? No, nah, man, that's it. This thing is worth like $47,000. It is worth more than most people's vehicles, right? Um, more, more than your car or some people's cars. Um, it is, it is tricked out, dude. It is slick. And to top that off, it is wrapped in the all new go wild camo. And so we're kind of pre-launching the camo with this. The, the camo has not launched yet officially. So this is your first teaser look at the camo that's coming this year. Um, the camo was designed by Donovan Sears, my co-founder, who designed the entire app, the logo, all that good stuff. Um we didn't design this camo necessarily to be something we're gonna like try to scale up and compete with the big boys. You know, we're not trying to take down Mossy Oak with our camo. That's not the point. We wanted to have a camo though that when we have you know things that we're promoting our are... we wanted to have our own flavor, right? So we do we do a truck wrap or something in the future, we'll do our camo. We do shirts, promotional shirts. And honestly, the more we start working on it, it's like yeah, but we can honestly turn this into a really cool camo. So the, uh, the pattern works from what we've seen so far works really well. I'm not trying to be here and tell you it's scientific and it's going to make you, you know, uh, you know, it's 10 X more effective than whatever. That's not what we tried to do. Uh, we try to build a really effective camo pattern. It does integrate our logo, which is cool. Um, you know, our logo is kind of rustic anyways. So, it, and it has a lot of that breakup to it, you know, so when you start to stack our logo into it and it's real subtle, it's not like it's in your face, branded with go Wild. There is a real big go wild logo on the hood. But, uh, uh other than that, uh, everything is pretty subtle. Um, but then the other thing with the camo is it gives us another opportunity to brand things, to have a, you know, we just, we donate 1% of our profits to, um, outdoor nonprofits. So it gives us another item to brand to put into that efforts. So this thing is, is tricked out. It's the Mac daddy. So we, we have this awesome, awesome giveaway and it is launching on January 16th. So uh, when is this podcast going to run?
2: The 11th. Uh, Yeah.
3: Oh, okay, cool. So that's fine. Um, you guys are kind of finding out a little early. Braden and marketing will probably yell at me later for talking about this too soon, <laughs> um, but the it's okay. Don't worry about it, Braden. Uh, no, but the I, I don't think he will. Uh, but the so the, so it's going to launch on the sixteenth, and from the sixteenth until the thirty first, you can get entries to get to win the, for a chance to win. Uh, I can hear the attorneys yelling at me now for a chance to win uh, (laughs) this, this side-by-side or this UTV. And so the way you get entered is for every time. Well, if you're new, just downloading the app, boom, you're entered to win for a chance to win. And for every person that you share it with, if they use your share link, which I'm going to tell you how to get that in a second, every person that downloads the app through your share link gets you another chance to win. So, You, you once you download Go Wild, create your account, you're going to get 10 bucks, first of all, uh, because you you always get 10 bucks when you create an account on Go Wild. But when you go to your app, if you hit the home screen and then you go over to your profile, so that'll pull up your uh, profile. You can go up and hit share Go Wild, invite friends, and that is going to be your custom link. So that's that link will be unique to you. You can text it to your friends. You can text it to your mom, your dad, your cousin. You can drop it in your Facebook group where you talk to all your other little deer hunter buddies, whatever you want to put it in. I don't care. You can get whoever you want to download it. If they come through that link and they install the app right then, we know that they came from you, and that gets you an entry to win uh, for a chance to win this thing. So uh, that will run until March 31st, I believe, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, this is the appropriate time to mention that you should go to uh, – terms of service and look at the conditions and all the other right all that stuff um there's there's rules but it's pretty straightforward um it is it is share go wild get a chance to win this utv
2: that's awesome man i i'm i'm gonna spread the spread the go wild love so should- uh, as soon as that kicks off. So mm-hmm. I can't, I can't wait. I want, I want one of those. I don't know where I would use
3: I want it. it to man. I mean, I, I have would, like a I half an drive acre it to work. Like you probably, I guess you probably yeah. could tag this thing. I don't know.
1: Street legal, man. turn signals on it. And I'll tell you yeah. what, that Culpin outdoors. I met them last year at Gaos and ended up getting a plow for the front of my gator. Oh, that dude. stuff's legit.
3: <laughs> they they're great. Um, so Chris has become a good friend of mine from Culpin, and I got introduced to him uh through a mentor of mine and i love the guy i we actually i've already got um you guys remember meeting chris rough well i guess you met him at Gayos. You said yeah but he yeah, was we did, he yeah. was at uh, i think he was there the night we went to the mexican restaurant up at Gayos together uh, he's a hoot dude i've got crazy stories about that guy uh, uh none of which are appropriate for podcast right chris uh chris isn't <laughs> listening but he is uh, he'll laugh at that, but, um, I love the guy, but we partnered with him on this. So thank you. I mean, really shout out to Culpin for making this happen. We wouldn't have been able to have the the quality of the vehicle. Um, Chris Culpin is, a uh, in the Polaris family too. So he, he helped pull this together for us. So, uh, their stuff is so cool though. I mean, they have, I, I went over to the Culpin booth, um, well, I've been over there a couple of times and every time I go in, I'm like, I don't even have a side by side, but I want this, you know, whatever, you know, all these different tools for these things.
1: And I know this yeah, is a, I did. a commercial for Colpin, but like I went on their website and it was so simple because I'm an idiot. I'm a, I'm flat out an idiot when it comes to this, you know, anything mechanical. And of course, the one thing I'll say is their direction said, you know, estimated time for installation, 12 minutes for this part or something. And like an hour and a half later, I'm done with it. But um, either way, when you're going on the website, it was really easy just to just be like, OK, this is yeah. what I, I want. This is the model I have. OK, yeah. you're going to need to consider X, Y and Z. Put it all together. It was cool.
3: You would, dude. You wouldn't believe the amount of that stuff that Chris sells up there and just ships to people. Like it's great. People show up at a hunting show and they're like, "Well, you know what? It is a good day to buy a snow plow." <laughs> so-
2: <laughs> oh, That's shoot. funny. Yeah, they. I, I did the same thing. I walked through and I looked at all the stuff, and I didn't even have a four wheeler or side by yeah. side. I'm like, man, this looks cool, and I'm sitting on them. You i know, like, yeah i need i need this well
3: you know he's the guy that introduced us to deemer box which was the company founded by zach brown from zach brown band uh so we got connected into deemer box and you know the the cool thing that's coming about this camo when we launch it we're going to have our own there's going to be new swag launches so there's new go wild hat coming out there's a um there's there's shirts and all that stuff. There's a new pack that we, we have coming out. That is the Mac daddy pack. I mean, is a, I, I can't say who we've partnered with, but it is a big time partner on this bag. It's awesome. Uh, they, we have, but we have a Deemer box. So there's a, um, as of right now, it's a limited run. We'll see how they do. I don't know if, um, there'll be more of these made or not. Um, but it, it's in the camo. And so I've been using one of these since like October. Um, I've got one that I love it is the Deemer box is probably my favorite um, treat yourself that I've, I've purchased this year and I had one at the beach this year. They float. So I like capped it and I just got like floating around in the water with me. Uh, while I'm sitting at the beach with my drink, you know, listening to Zach Brown
1: band and the O2 podcast
3: and and the O2 podcast. That's right. Um, uh, but the, you know, they, they're awesome and you can, you can carry stuff in them. You can store stuff in them. So I take them, I took them down to bear camp. I take it everywhere I go now. I mean, that thing just travels everywhere with me. I'll be taking it back up to Gayos to listen to in the, uh, wherever the hell we're staying. I don't even remember if it's a house or an apartment or what, but you know, this is just an awesome thing. And i we've, so we've got one of those coming out and go out camo. Um, and there'll be other things that are coming. I can't say yet, but, uh, the camo line is going to be a fun thing that we're working on. Looking forward. No.
2: So let's, so Gayos, that was a lot of fun. The great American outdoor show. Uh, in Harrisburg PA that's coming up. What are the dates for that? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? Um,
3: you know, uh, I do. And if I just keep talking here long enough, I can get to my folder or my, my it, won't, it will be so smooth. You won't even believe it because I'll just be wouldn't talking.
2: Won't even know that we're waiting for you to pull up your, <laughs> yeah, th-
3: this is how this uh, works. Uh, if you were, if I were more prepared, I would have had these dates months hit
2: us with, hit us with the, the chaos, the chaos. It's,
3: it's February 4th is when it starts. Uh, The reason, I knew what day I was leaving, but I couldn't remember what day it started because I get to get up there like four days before. Um, So February 4th is a Saturday, and that's a long day. So that runs 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. You got a full day if you show up that day. Uh, And it runs from the 4th until the 12th. The 12th is the last day, that's a Sunday. So it is the, uh, to my knowledge, it's the longest show in the country. It is the, without a doubt, the biggest show in the world. From what I've not heard of a larger show. Um, We broke the record at that show last year. Normally, it has two hundred thousand people come through over eight days. By Wednesday, they had hit two hundred thousand people. So it, I don't know how many attended last year, but I heard uh, that's what I had uh, read on the local news up there that it had hit two hundred by Wednesday. Um, you guys saw it. I don't remember what days you guys were up there on a weekend with us, weren't you? Saturday, we were. Yeah, we were up there day. Saturday. Yeah, yeah Saturday. it was honestly the, the, uh, it, it's a lot in the morning on those opening on the weekends. Um, I mean, at, at times it's elbow to elbow. Um, if you, if I were planning it and I wanted to just be able to shop a little bit, I would come during the, like on a Friday, Thursday, Friday, or come on a Friday, Um, The Saturdays are real busy. Sunday um, wasn't as bad, but that Saturday will be packed. Um, It is a blast, though. Man, I tell you what—we're coming into trade show season. I'm going to ATA this week. I got shot next week. Everybody wants to know how to go to those shows, but I always tell them, "Like, what are you going to do there? Like, I mean, you those those guys don't want to talk to you because you're not a retailer or somebody's going to buy their product. Um, You know, they they honestly would totally ignore you. You wouldn't even get any FaceTime. A lot of I mean, truly, like, there's so many you know, YouTubers and stuff come through and there's this, there's this attitude that happens. Like a lot of these brands are trying to sell product and you get distracted by these bloggers, which it is what it is. Maybe they shouldn't be like that. But a lot of that, that's what happens a lot of these shows. Is people are like, man, I'm here to work. You're kind of distracting me. Gaos is totally different. Great American Outdoor Show is awesome because those same sales reps, that's the same freaking sales reps a lot of times that were at those other shows. They're like, hey man, I'm here to sell to you now. Like I will answer all your questions. A lot of these are the same booths. They roll out the same booths at these things. Um, but you can go through... This 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 facility is the size of a large Amazon warehouse. That is not an exaggeration. It is mm-hmm. seven or eight halls, uh, eight or nine halls that you can go through. There's if you want to nerd out on firearms, there's a football size building that has nothing but firearms manufacturers. If you want to nerd out on archery, guess what? We got a 3D course and a huge room where you can go in and and meet with lancaster you can go and try out the tethered system you can you know, like all of this cool gear right there for the taking you can go shoot the 3d course oh you want to do fishing guess what we've got every species here in this tank you can go fit you like watch a pro cast on it this goes on for rvs and boats so you want to go get a hunting guide who can take you to new zealand to shoot whatever the hell they shoot in new zealand they've got that stuff there man it is The coolest show that a consumer can get into. And I'm not saying that because I'm I'm getting ready to hook you with come to booth 412, but it's coming. Uh, But it is like if you were really just what show should I go to, you know, between all the I'm not bad talking these other shows, Safari Clubs or whatever. I've been to the Houston show. I love that show. But this is just the biggest freaking show you can imagine. There's nothing like it. So if you were going to if you only had like one day of the rest of your life that you could go to one of these things, that's the show I would pick. I was absolutely blown
2: away when we got there. I mean, you guys
3: got there and you came to the other side of the building. Remember, uh, we were on... Dude,
2: it was like a 20-minute walk.
3: Yeah, I know. I was trying to tell... I was talking to that on our podcast. I was like, it would have been a brisk 10 minutes if there weren't people everywhere. And after that, I'm like, all right, guys, just do your best to follow me back. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think I saw that it was like, what, 14 acres under roof or something like that. I mean, and there's all these little, like little halls and channels and there's people everywhere. And you've got like,
3: you know, Amish meat pockets.
2: Yeah. yeah, That's, that's a thing. Like working
3: class bow hunter. Those guys were there and,
2: and you no know,
3: more there. But, oh
2: yeah. It was, You'll it was see wild. Random
3: celebrities there. Dr. Oz came to our booth and talked yeah. to Dan for like 20 minutes. They uh, talked. We were all, scopes. we all,
2: yeah, 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 we all stood there and we're like, is this, is this really happening? Like yeah. And funny. you know what it, he, if he would have bought that, that Garmin watch he probably would have been in the Senate. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, that I, would have been the game changer.
3: You know, I can't prove it, but I, I think that's true.
2: <laughs> John Fetterman bought that damn watch.
3: <laughs> I don't know if he did or not. I have no idea. I but, have no idea. Yeah, but It's a fun show, man. So we'll be back up there. Um, we will have some uh, insane deals. Um, yeah. So, the I mean, we're doing up to 40% off optics, um, 50% off tack bags. I know we're doing that. So, I mean – you get those kind of deals everywhere. I mean, people show up with freaking gangster rolls of cash, and they're like, "What can you sell me?" Like, it's, it's a yeah. it's a nuts show. It's not sure. what uh, some of these other shows, these other consumer shows in the industry, they call them whistling gophers. Do you guys know why that is? No, uh-uh. because th- this is I'm not this is not Brad. I'm telling you, I'm repeating a saying. People, Bubba shows up and says, "What's that gopher?" And then you tell him, and they go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
2: so you had that you had you had like a goose call hanging up on the wall back there, no one had looked at it, and it was like it was a higher end goose call, yeah, it like was. what a yeah. I mean, hundred bucks or something like yeah. that. And I'm and and I'm like, Brad, can I can I play with this thing? And you're like, yeah, go ahead and see if anyone come over. So, I, I picked this thing up, I start hammering on it I've within seconds, yeah, within seconds. This guy walks up and is like, how much for the goose call? A I mean, hundred bucks or whatever it was, He's like. Whew. We hit him yeah. with the, the whistling <laughs> gopher and it was just like not,
3: yeah. that's too much for me, man. Yeah, you just... do get those guys, but I tell you what, yeah. man, we had a lady walk up at the end, she was drunk as a skunk. Um, and she goes, well, Why could you sell us? We're headed to the door. And I'm like, I mean, there's a bunch of Garmin's here. We're the only Garmin seller, you haven't seen those. And, and she's like, okay, they went through those. I don't remember if we sold them anything or not, but they were just literally trying to spend money on the way out. Like it's a crazy show. Oh People God. are nuts. It is. They show up, they start serving beer immediately in the morning. You got yeah. Amish meat pockets. You got the best damn milkshake you'll ever drink. Uh, the, also by the Amish. And, uh, there's a ton of like food trucks there. It's a good kid friendly time, man. I mean, um, I just, I just love that show. I mean, it is long yeah. now. If you're exhibiting a little bit different, uh, um, yeah, buckle up. Yeah, dude, I gotta. I fly up or I drive up there, fly back, fly back up there, and then drive home.
2: So, Andrew, should we name this uh, Amish Meat Pockets with with Brad Latrell? Sure. Yeah. yeah, it sounds one. Oh, that'd be awesome, Brad Latrell. That's the that. that's yeah. the name of the episode. Yeah. Amish, Amish Amish Meat Pockets.
1: Amish Meat Pockets. <laughs> but I think All right, Paul, so we're it's... gonna we're gonna be up there. What fifth, sixth, seventh, or something like that?
2: Fifth, sixth, seventh, something like that. Yeah, you can come see us at the booth. And man, it's um, it's uh,
1: it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. Brad, that yeah, was. I th-
3: I think you guys are in the booth 6th, 7th, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, so I yep.
1: think that's right. But that yeah. was so funny last year. I mean, we went up there, and you guys had, like, on your little promo thing, like, O two Podcast guys are here, and I'm, like, showing my kids. I'm like, look, we look important. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest jackasses that we ever met. Like,
0: whatever. Yeah. But, you
1: know,
2: it's it's funny, man. Like, how many – like we had we had people that we met at the show talked about the app they find us on go wild man you, you know jason Schroeder's one of those he listens to our podcast every week you know we met him at the game show that's he was a great dude brought his son up i mean just just good people and that's I that's this how old
3: lady um her son had just downloaded yeah. the app and she didn't know we were going to be there and and so she thought i was a celebrity like she she was she was like, i remember oh that Oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are here. My son says I have to go find, had to find the go wild guys. And like she was freaking out about it. I'm like, I'm nowhere near as important as you think I am, but I'm going to damn well take this photo with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: definitely, man. Was a good, yeah, good, good people. So, Brad, man, we've been talking. You guys have been, uh, been great to work with as just partners with the show. And, and, and you really, you know, you believed in us and you believed in the show from, from a very uh, early point kind of in our history. And I, and I thank you for that. Uh, And man, I, I've really latched on to, to the mission of go wild and just kind of, kind of what it stands for. And, and I see so many of our listeners start to come on and they start, you know, they follow us on, on the, on the, on the app, they communicate with us and and we talk about it every week. And it's not because it's just a business relationship, right? It's because I freaking love it. And that's just, that's the only thing that I, I love it. I love the app. I love what it stands for. So, I mean, you're you're the you're the founder of this. I know that that you're more passionate about it than anyone else on the face of the planet. So, so give us give us like for the listeners that are here that that haven't joined Go Wild because their head shoved up Mark Zuckerberg's ass. Still, give me give me the reasons why someone should join Go Wild. What's like the heart and soul of of, of your of your app?
3: Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, there's 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 a couple sides to this. So I can try to guilt people of like all the reasons you shouldn't just use those other platforms and and blah 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 and you know i've written plenty about that too um you know but really it's like do you love hunting and fishing because there's there's interactions that you are not having because you are not in a platform or a community that's curated imagine your best facebook group right and just we'll start there with the comparison imagine your best facebook group how cool would it be if you could post into that group and log your deer and share, you know, how many antler tines, what its weight was, where it was, what you shot it with, what you were wearing, all in the same post and the functionality like catered to that. And then your deer now becomes a part of that gear story. So like when I go look up those binoculars, I'm like, oh, there's Paul tagged to this post. Like we do that. That's really cool. Imagine when you're shopping for something and you're trying to figure out the best, whatever, whether or not we sell it. Cause we're not necessarily like, first priority is not to make money it's to help the member. We believe if we always help the member then eventually they'll choose to buy something through us to support us, right? But like people all the time come in, into the platform and will ask like hey, I really want to get into bear hunting. What what caliber rifle should I buy? And then those are the kind of discussions that just happen at an intimate level on the platform that you're not getting elsewhere. You cannot 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 on any other platform dive into a niche hobby and get with people in your area as quickly as you can on go Wild. Like if you pull up the app and you hit trail mix and then go up to the top and tap the menu where it says trail mix, you can dive into whatever you want. could be beekeeping. It could be fly fishing. It could be 70 different topics. And then you tap that and then hit the radar button. And then you're now looking at people in your state or within hundred miles of you. You can't do that on those other platforms. So now you're meeting locals. You're meeting people you could possibly hunt or fish with. You're meeting people um, that are not only about the same hobby you are, but they are, they are in your area. Like I'll use that in turkey season, like coming in turkey season to try to see if they're starting to fire yet. Like how how are things going? I'll use that as other because other people post their scouting reports, right? Deer season coming into the rut, I'll start looking at the near me. And see what other people are saying, because it's one thing to see like, oh, a deer showing up, but I can start to figure out when the ruts coming a lot faster, not just by using like, it's one thing to have an app that tells me the ruts going to be here, but sometimes weather throws that off or whatever it is. Right. Or the deer just, you know, little acting a little weird for whatever reason we don't understand. And so I'll use near me. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, the deer, this guy's posting about deer dogging over in Indiana, that's basically the same, you know, in line with where I'm at. I need to get out this weekend or I need to get out tomorrow or whatever it is. You know, that's a cool feature you can't get anywhere else. All of these interactions you take on the platform earn you points. So your points, it's kind of like a video game. You know, you're kind of unlocking stuff all randomly as you level up. And it's not like airline miles where you cash them all in either, man. You just keep unlocking stuff. You keep unlocking stuff. You keep unlocking stuff. It might be 25% off optics. It might be, um, you know, Twenty five percent off of a, a, a GPS. It might be. It could be. Um, we give out hats, stickers, t shirts, all kinds of that good stuff too, and it's all just for using the platform. You don't have to pay. You don't have to use any kind of subscription. And when you do decide to shop through us, we're going to donate one percent of our profits into supporting an outdoor camp um, or or an, another nonprofit. We might change that up a little bit this year, um, but the you know if you, if you do that through Amazon, you're helping send Jeff Bezos to the moon with the stock, right? Like that's, there's no, nothing gets contributed back into the thing you love. We're trying to build the next generation with our platform. Nobody else is doing that when you're buying through them. So the, uh, I shouldn't say nobody. Bass Pro has good efforts and all that good stuff too. But like so much of your spend these days, how much stuff are you just buying on Amazon mindlessly, right? Where you can be giving back. Um, so, you know, I think if I were to boil all that down, It's, it's, uh, you know, all of us love when we're in a deer camp, fish camp, or just hanging out with our buddies. Um, we have that there's something that's special about being in those camps. Like everybody's cool. Nobody's fighting. And I, people always ask me like, what did you do to make go out so nice? And it's like, dude, I don't know that I really did anything. I mean, we, we set the precedent of, of really trying to have an environment where any, any trophy is a trophy to be proud of and the community's really bought into that they self-police that now so i can't tell you how many people join and they're like man this is so cool that like i can post a doe as a trophy i can post a spike and people celebrate it that i'm not getting made fun of um and likewise yeah. when you when you see if it's not like we don't have freak deer either you guys see like during deer, deer season how many freaking push notifications are coming through of like freaking giant killed in Kansas giant killed in Iowa, Ohio giant, you know, it's like, it it was nuts, but everybody's cool. No matter what you shoot, it's cool.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I think the, the one, the one thing that I, that I really just makes me laugh uh, is, you know, if if I'm a new hunter, say I want to, I want to learn how to Turkey hunt. And I get on one of these, these Facebook groups, uh, you know, Turkey hunting Facebook group or whatever the hell it is. And I say, Hey, uh, I'm an Ohio and I ask just a random question about, you know, learning to turkey hunt, right? So the first 50 comments are, uh, you piece of crap, do your own research. Just don't come in here and ask how to, and, and, and like, it's literally like, it's like part that of the question was part asked of the,
3: last week.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and so people just get like, just get crapped on, you it's, know, it's on insane, these like man. Facebook. It's, it's so funny. And, and, you know, when I, when I was on Facebook, I was always that guy. I was just like, all right, listen, man, this is, this is like the question you're asking this is this is what you're looking for you know this is yeah. and and it's people the the vibe on on go wild man is is it's a community I, from my perspective it's community people are trying to help other people and celebrate the things that, that that we all love and and continue that and 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 move it on down you know to the yeah. to the next generation so
3: Dude, there's been a there's been a lot of apps that have come out over the years that try to tried to do this you know we weren't the first um and we honestly weren't the last there's been other ones that have been introduced and a lot of them aren't around either um i think the the reason some of those apps didn't make it is because they they were too focused on doing the right thing of like we're just going to build this thing and it's going to be all about mentorship and you're going to come in and mentor everybody and it's like i don't know man that, feels, that sounds like work like and then yeah. the, like, mentorship sounds like a lot of work you can mentor people in Go Wild, though, just by being there, and it's just fun. Like, people yeah. people, people, now have figured out that th- there's this guy called – I don't know what his name is. His name's Coyote Hunter on the app. And, like, that dude just shares Coyote hunting stuff all the time. And now, if someone posts a question, guess who the first guy that gets tagged on the post by the community? It's like, hey, Coyote Hunter. Oh no. I saw a thread with him the other day. This was, like, two or three days ago. The dude had gone back and forth with this person asking questions – 30 times. I mean, it's just like this huge post of this guy talking to somebody and I'm like, man, that's awesome. And it's not like you may signed up to be mentored, right? That's yeah. I, we, we talked about going that direction in the early days. And I was like, it just, nobody's going to do that. It doesn't sound fun. Like at the end of the day, no. mentorship is so important, but I think a little bit of the challenge of what the industry's done with the R3 movement is we've made it all sound like work. We've taken the fun yeah. out of this stuff and you know, they try to in their languaging, but like when we start talking about R3, um, it, it can start to sound like something that we have to do. We got to save this thing we love. And it's like, dude, this shouldn't be hard. This shouldn't yeah. be hard to convince people to go out and do this shit. It is so fun. Like just get yeah. people excited. If they see what we get to do, they want to come do that. You know? And so that's where Sharon, if you lower the barrier of posting, which we do really well, I think it's, I think the, like the app having a trophy for the white tail doe is the best way I can explain that. You can select two antler tines. It doesn't start you at twelve, right? Like you can pick yeah. two, and uh, and I did that two years ago, right? Like I, I I was an idiot and accidentally shot a buck and tagged out on an accident, and like the app's a fun place to share those stories. You know, everybody everybody kind yeah. of poke fun at me for a while. They still do about every now and then about toothpicks, and it it was like all fun and games. It's not. I I I don't know how to explain how we got there but I love what we have. Like it's yeah. just a fun place to be. And I, I, I post, I see it differently, man. I, you know, you all know, I'm like Paul, uh, you know, especially uh, on LinkedIn. Like I, I post a ton on LinkedIn, but I don't yeah. post that stuff on go wild. And I don't post my go wild content on LinkedIn. They're different things. You know, that's how I yeah. see it at the end of the day.
2: Jake, Kim and I had this conversation the other day because you, you and I, we follow each other on, on LinkedIn and, and Twitter and, and obviously go wild. And I was like, there is Brad, Brad on LinkedIn. And Brad on Twitter and Brad on go wild and they are <laughs> three the troll <laughs> vastly different people and that's exactly right. I was like Brad yeah. on Twitter is hilarious and has cut my throat on Twitter before yeah, dude, <laughs> and it's just I, so funny. I love it, man. Oh yeah, dude. You I I'm have fun just with like
3: it. A savage on Twitter <laughs> and uh, at, at times I've had to get off of Twitter because I'm like, okay, I'm I'm getting like I try one of my I didn't do a resolution. I actually did this three months before the year ended but i was like i gotta stop engaging with negative stuff and it's really impacted my twitter game because i'm like ah i want to get that nice little jab in there because i just let's yeah. like what twitter is right but yeah they're all good uh, nature but they're just yeah, funny yeah. man it just like, it just makes mean. me laugh yeah i try not to be mean though uh, no no yeah, they're all they're, they're all definitely good right there's like three different personas there yeah abs- absolutely
2: man and I, I i enjoy all of them so so brad <laughs> where where can people find you on social media
3: uh so I I am on TikTok too which is just basically turned into clips of our podcast cuz uh uh I like, screw those guys I keep getting uh they they're threatening to delete me um I am, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whatever. I, I, I've been told that if I get one more uh, flag or something, I'm out by TikTok. So
2: what are you getting flagged for? Like none of the content up there is like vile or you're showing dead it's deer. I mean, they're, they're yeah.
3: artificial intelligence, man. They they use AI to scan the imagery and the videos. And so it's all instantaneous. But uh, and I've appealed both of them, but I, I, it's against their policy to show a dead animal. And so sometimes you'll see people that get away with this stuff. I, I think. This sounds gross, but like, I think I have a bigger account and like more, like, I, I think my account's getting reviewed more than it used to, um, with the size following that I have. And so like stuff is going through a review process a little differently than it used to. And so, I'm um, I posted the other day, uh, Derek's bear hunting story and it, it had a picture of him holding the the meat and that got me flagged. And then I posted Braden's story with his deer and had trophy shot him holding antlers. And that got me flagged. And I'm on the, I have like, if you pull up my account right now, I have a big warning on the, uh, the top of my account here. I'll show you guys if I can get it to come up. Um, anyways, it's, it's hard to see. I'll send you a screenshot on the text, but, um, yeah. So I have like this giant flag that won't go away. It's been there for months and they're like, yeah, we don't want you here. Uh, I am on there (laughs) So It's founding father, founding dot father, on TikTok, I am on LinkedIn as Brad Luttrell, the only one with a pirate emoji in the uh, the name. <laughs> it should be easy to find. Yeah. I'm on Twitter as Brad Luttrell. Also have a pirate emoji. You can kind of pick up on my persona here that Paul was talking about of like, nice little jab in. <laughs> uh, and then on Go Wild, you'll find me because when you download it, uh, you'll get an automated message. But if you reply back to the automated message, that is really me that answers. So, uh is that all yeah. the platforms? Yeah, I think that's so all. So the
2: the one the one that you didn't didn't mention and I'm not just saying this because you're here and we're, and and we're friends, but uh silicone holler emails oh, are yeah. one of my favorite to read. So, if someone is into you know, kind of the business, uh, side of life, entrepreneurship. I mean, just sell so, all of it,
3: man. I, I really like that. That's a, that's a I great read out, man. Yeah. Uh, those. Um, so I, I, I started that because I started getting flat. I got hit. Um, I built up a pretty good following on LinkedIn too. And I was getting like, my average reach was like 7,000, 7,500 people. And I had posts that were going viral for like 50,000 people, which on LinkedIn, is a, a lot, right? That may not be a lot on TikTok, uh, but on LinkedIn, I mean, that was real engagement. I was getting hundreds of comments on stuff. And all of a sudden last year, midway through the year, they dropped the hammer on me. And I went from 7,500 to 200. And it was like, oh my God, what happened here? And and this this stuff, people think that this is like all... Well, Brad's just sad because he doesn't have friends anymore. Like, no, this impacts my business. I I've, we've had investors, we get business partners, our advertisers, see our content there. Um, and honestly the, one of the leading platforms for us prior to this hammer dropping was LinkedIn because people would download the app because they saw my content on LinkedIn. Like, Hey, hunting content on LinkedIn. What's this guy about? They would go and download our app. And so, I got hammered last year and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm tired of building like TikTok. Here I am, 20 some thousand followers that I put in effort into this thing and they're going to delete me now. And I'm like, I'm so sick of doing this, man. I'm so sick of like building up a presence. We did this on Instagram. We got up to 55,000 followers on Instagram in 2018 and we got shadow banned and our account did not grow a single person. Like it got locked in at that size. And I think we were growing like 300 people a year. Uh, because Instagram did the same thing to us. And I'm like, screw this. I'm going to go start my own thing that they can't take from me. And so I started, uh, taking the content that I would have written for LinkedIn and, you know, building it out more of like a full newsletter. And so I have, uh, I launched my 25th one this weekend and it's actually funny enough. I'm probably going to piss somebody off with this. I did uh three things I learned about teamwork from bear hunters. And it's like a, it's, it's like 2,500 words on bear hunting. Um, so uh, it is a different flavor of business. Uh, it's it's more for like, it's not just, I try to keep it. I have a lot of people that are uh, leaders that are trying to do better with culture that read it. It's not all founders. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to enjoy it. I try to keep that in mind. Um, I just did one, I think it was last weekend, that was about like being a good parent and and teaching good values to your kids. So um, yeah, those are at just bradluttrell.com and then that's free to subscribe to and if you hate it it's easy to unsubscribe and i can promise you i don't look at who unsubscribes cuz i can't even figure out how to do that <laughs> uh so so i will never even know so uh yeah those are cool too though that's that's to me like some of the favorite content i get to create every week is yeah. the, are those business emails it's enjoyable, man. I really like it. My wife likes it, and the
2: silicone holler. I don't know if that's trademarked, dude, but you need to get on that because that is a
3: great <laughs> name. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I didn't come up with that. Um, okay, my investor did. Uh, he and I don't think Jerry's like in the know enough to where he stole it from somebody. Um, it came up as a joke. So we uh, we've been uh, just like with everything else when we pitch a lot of these coastal companies for investment and in go wild. Um, you know, cause we, I like to come on here with you guys and talk about, you know, killing stuff just like anybody, but we're a tech company, right? Like I have to oh. have, it's, it's just a different animal. We could do a whole show on, um, business in this industry, uh, and what we've done, but the, the tech stuff's different. Like we, we, we needed to be able to raise money to grow this thing at the level we needed to. It's a little different than growing. Um, you know, I, I respect the hell out of these guys that'll be at ATA and have grown their businesses over 10 years from their garage. That's really cool um but we we had to hire developers right it's expensive game so we'll pitch these big coastal companies and you know i can't tell you how many times they're like man love the business but you guys like guns so we're out right like that happens a lot and i was complaining one day about it to one of our investors our first angel investor which means like a a bigger check kind of guy um jerry and he's he's a hoot he goes well uh, we don't need to let them in on Silicon Holler's uh, best talent anyways or something like that. Like he made a joke and called us that just kind of in passing. And I was like, dude, that's my favorite thing I've ever heard. Like I love, I'm from yeah. a Holler. I really am from a Holler um, in, in Appalachia. And I, I love this state, um, you know, uh, this, this whole area. And I just feel like it's so disrespected by the coasts. People turn their nose up at us. So I've leaned into that um, and, and, uh, I, instead of grappling with, um, you know, what, what the hell to call that blog. I just was like, whatever founding father, Silicon Holler, we're going to go for it.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's great. And, you know, there is really, a, there, there is an elitist mentality on the coasts and, you know, it, everyone in the Midwest, we feel it, you know, we understand it. And I think if you're, if you're aware of it, you know, if you want to be aware of it, you'll, you'll see it. And just to kind of tie that into the hunting, there's a very elitist mentality with a lot of people in the hunting industry too. And, you know, I will say, I don't, I don't get that vibe on go wild and and the people that are there, man. and, And, and I, I, man, I love it.
3: So. Yeah. You know, I've, I've honestly like, I've kind of forgotten about some of that. Cause I, I'll tell you what people don't realize what these freaking apps do to their brains. I'm not on Instagram anymore. I deleted that yeah. like uh, two years ago. I deleted Facebook four or five years ago and you just, like this stuff's not reality, man. Like yeah, the, the, the whole thing of like this perception stuff, like you, you're right though on that there is an elitist crowd, but I'm telling you it's like 0.005% of what is actually out there. And like I'm gonna go to ATA and I'm gonna see all my friends in the industry and they're great people and I'm excited like Glenn Reich and you know I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna there, there's really good people that aren't that and so uh, that's another you know benefit to not been on, on around that platform because I think you get so much of that stuff shoved in your face and yeah. uh, you know but uh, to to what you said I, I, I should say like there's a lot of it's it's the same on the coastal investors you know they there are really good people out there. And it only takes a few bad eggs to kind of sour it all. And it's kind of the same thing with the hunting industry.
2: Yeah, for sure. Brad, thank you so much, man, for, for your time and uh, for that everything fun. that you're
1: doing, man. I really before we go, it. before we go, Brad, I got one thing for you. I don't know if, Paul, I don't know if I ever told this one. Uh, I'm not real big on jokes, but I got one for you since you're into the pirate stuff. Do you know what the pirate's favorite tree is?
3: I don't.
2: Arberbide. Oh, you nerd! You know, <laughs> I
3: love it. <laughs> you know where he looked that up? Well, I made it up.
1: I, I made it up.
3: No, do, no, I saw him. Do you know? Do you know where he looked it up, Paul?
0: Uh. On his iPad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll leave. i you with this, Brad. You. uh oh, you, yeah, you, in, you influenced.
3: Yeah. Yeah
2: get oh, it, get it going. That we'll save that one for TikTok if anyone wants to know what what I'm showing. There we go. Brad and Andrew right now. We you got to follow. A duet. We can do do duet where yeah. we hold them up and you know, Yeah. You know, absolutely. People I, I hope people are like what what, what are you talking what about? Yeah, good stuff. Brad, thank they you. They man. all left hours ago. <laughs> no, they didn't. They're still here. <laughs> all right, thanks, uh, Yep.
1: Take care, man.